0: to another edition of Hop Heroes, a show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artists and comic enthusiast J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, sup. Sup, baby boy. And then we got our third host, Zach Barlow, cleaning his second eyes. Is, his, that, is that His it? goggles. <laughs> his goggles? Cleaning those glasses? His like gaggles. a distinguished motherfucker right now? That's like what somebody does when they're <laughs> thinking, they're pondering on something deep. I'm gonna take out my, my cloth, my handkerchief, and wipe my lenses of my glasses so I can be prepared for this podcast. How you Dude, doing, Zach? Yeah, it's
1: gonna get so deep.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm all right, bro. I'm all right considering. How are you? Uh same. I think everybody's kind of in the same boat right now. Not just on the mic right now, but worldwide. It is St. Patty's Day, and that's kind of the primary focus of everybody right now, I think, right? Is that what like we're all it. thinking about? Nope. Yeah. Yeah,
1: dude, that's that's like what everybody's talking about on Twitter. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like, dude, green beer and like.
1: I feel like everybody forgot today is St. Patrick's Day. I honestly. forgot
0: till like midway through the day. I dude.
1: forgot. I forgot. I'm not even rocking like I, I. I'm not even rocking green. It's like not even a thing.
0: Not <laughs> me either. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But I mean, when the world
1: forgets of a holiday,
0: when the world's when the world is quarantined, what what's the worst holiday to be quarantined? I think St. Patty's Day is
2: up there. I mean, Saint Pat- St. Day or Mayo? S- dude, it might be. A- yeah, dude.
0: I Think
1: about, think about how Boston's doing right now. They're quarantined. It's St. Patrick's Day. The bars are closed. And Tom Brady left.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's so fucking true. All the <laughs> same day, dude? Dude,
1: That's it's <laughs> rough. Can somebody call and check on Boston, please? Yeah. Because nah, I'm worried. Nah, I am gonna... concerned. It's Fuck, been a, not good.
2: a great week. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. It's been awful. Oh, yeah, you're a patriot. I fan. haven't even oh, thought about perfect. this
0: until this moment, JR. What are you... <laughs> thinking with your life right in Zach, fix your phone bro what are uh, you thinking <laughs> it keeps falling. Uh, i keep getting text messages bro uh, just you're, so popular you're so Jeez. goddamn fucking popular um <laughs> all right yeah all right, jr we'll how is uh, I, I first off the boston thing's hilarious because i've seen so many memes of ben affleck and matt damon from various movies <laughs> of like tom brady leaving like goodwill hunting uh, the town, like all the Boston, <laughs> all the Boston shit. So, so what is going through your mind, Jr.? Um, NFL free agency is saving the world right now, and that's the one yeah. thing we can talk about besides comics.
2: Um, I will say that I this morning that was like the first thing I knew today was the uh, the first day that he could talk about you know where he's going and talk to other teams, and uh, so I got on uh, the news Instagram really quick because usually people post their news I, I mean i beat the espn news to it you know the nfl didn't even know and i read his statement and
0: all right little shefty little adam shefter jr yeah
2: i'm you know i got i got you know i gotta keep involved <laughs> it's a big day <laughs> um but yeah he uh i think after like a minute or so i think i just accepted it um at that point you know you it's he, It was actually a really good note or letter that he wrote out to everybody. So you can't hate the guy for it. Um, you think he
0: wrote that personally, or his uh, PR person wrote that?
2: It's PR. PR. Sure. <laughs> he doesn't uh, give a fuck. No, um, does. but I think uh, uh, at the end of the day, you just have to accept it, and it's not. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, for me, and I think what's worse is watching him. They're talking about him being a buck an ear. So yeah, he seems a near so it seems. I
1: think. I think that's like. Confirm. It's, yeah, it's they official, hit, dude. I think he is a Um, but it,
2: it that to me is the hardest part because I think he's so much bigger than the Buccaneers, you know? It's like he's like It's wow. gonna be so
1: weird seeing him in a Bucks jersey. Oh wow. god, that's gonna you, be the strangest how thing. How would you come
2: down from your
0: fucking high castle, Mr. Patriots fan, and like the Buccaneers many, are an NFL franchise.
2: How many Just footballs like do the, the Buccaneers have? They have literally like
0: zero. Uh and, they beat They won one, didn't Gruden win? Oh, yeah. They They did. I think they won one with I'm just. One thing I'm worried about,
2: too, is him literally in the old, like, retro uniforms that maybe they'll do one day. And it's like, dude, give it up.
1: God, it's going to be strange. Are you rooting Um, for him? Do you you, want him to be
2: successful or no? Absolutely rooting for him. He's going
1: to be terrible. Yeah, Here's my hot take. He's going to be awful, dude. (laughs) I think (laughs) he'll be fine. They have
2: better wide receivers there. One thing I will tell you, I don't think he was going to be successful as a New England either. Everybody, it was a grand exodus with linebackers wide receivers um and i think that may have been a good part of it too because they they have nobody i mean stefan diggs was i thought maybe may have helped the situation and he went to the bills so it's like
0: dude I watched a video today of Josh Allen throwing deep balls. Apparently, he has the worst deep yeah, ball completion. i, I watched that too.
1: It's so good. He's just missing every he, single receiver down he the lines field. lines
0: up so calm and confident, wide open pocket, and just lays it out like thirty yards past. Yeah, it's not. He's not great. But I, I, I,
2: um, I I don't oh, it's gonna think it's going to be a great year. I think it's a rebuilding year for the Patriots, and I think that played a big part of it. And so I think because we I accepted that after this after the playoff, it's it's a rebuild. I mean, they have nobody to to yeah
1: yeah but how salty does this make you now that um you know that tom brady has left about the jimmy garoppolo situation um because you know that they were building for for jimmy g to take over when tom brady left and then brady was like no i don't like that made jimmy g bounce and then bounced himself and now now the patriots don't
0: have shit i'm like, not really too
2: this? upset about it i actually don't think jimmy garoppolo is that good um
0: no, but that jawline. I mean, appreciate sure yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I guess if we
2: go for line. look for looks, that would have been nice. Uh, which is what we do here. It was man looks yeah. all the time. Uh, man but, looks. Yeah, how's his butt? <laughs> yeah, his butt is plumpy, and so I, uh, I'm okay with it. I think it's a good. I need a. It's a good. I think it's a good chance for me to have a mental break <laughs> from football and not be so invested and just root oh, for the wow. Patriots. Root for the Patriots like normal and then just root for Tom Brady. I just didn't want him going to like the Jets, uh, San Francisco or Dallas or something like that. You know, that would have been
0: Dallas would have been so gross. Oh, my God. I think that the Patriots are going to trade for Dalton. I think they're going to pick up the the Red Rocket. Uh,
2: They might try and get Cam Newton. I mean, he's still up in the air. I just don't see Cam
0: Newton is up for trade. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't see Cam Newton playing for the Bill Belichick system, though. I
2: don't know. He should go to
0: Chi-Town. Chi-Town should pick up Cam. I think that would be a good pickup for them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, there's been crazy shit going on. Like, obviously, the virus is is, cra- is the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my lifetime. And NFL free agency is just... Anybody. Yeah. Craziest
1: thing anybody's experienced.
0: It's just a nice release. Like, like for, like, a, a good couple hours, like, I wasn't thinking about the virus. I was thinking about how stupid the Texans are. Trading deandre hopkins like, oh that's like, the worst that was, nice... God, dude. that was a nice release for nothing for, for nothing <laughs> for an old bro. overpaid running back dude bro, bro
1: i texted my cousin who's like he's from houston he's like the grade a houston sports fan and i asked him how he felt about the texans right now and he told me he's he's seriously considering cashing in his his like texans fan fan hood I don't oh. blame him, dude. I do like, not. He's like over it, dude. He's like, he's like, all right, that's a wrap. We we let Jadavian Clowney walk for nothing, and then we just give away arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Seriously, what? Meanwhile, prime. Stephon Diggs signs for like all this other shit. Who's not even as good as DeAndre Hopkins? Close. Like, what? How, what is happening over
0: there? I just don't get it. Brian, it's a weird NFL. Hammered. It's
2: been a weird NFL
0: week for sure. So many different quarterbacks. Like, like I can't wait to get the new Madden. And like Philip Rivers is on the Colts and Teddy what is Bridgewater. That's be weird. And, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's so weird, man. Teddy Bridgewater got sixty mil. Like, what the, f- what is going on? From the I,
2: Saints? From
0: the no, no, uh, the Panthers. Uh, yeah, the Panthers.
1: Oh, like, the Panthers.
0: The Panthers team? picked yep. him up for sixty mil. They wouldn't pick Cam. I mean, let's get an unproven Bridgewater. It's just. So much craziness, but let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the situations you guys are living in. Cause you're in the eye of the storm right now in Washington. What's, what's actual, cause we're talking quarantine up here in Alaska and it's getting weird. Like we're enterprise in general. is just a chaos. I mean, it's a circus with all the transportation getting shut down. We're, we're defleeting. Like it's, I've never seen it before. Um, but it's not really, it's not really like crazy in Alaska. Restaurants just officially like shut down yesterday. So we're only doing takeout and dine-in, but we're not having any legitimate quarantines yet. What's what's it, what's it like in Washington?
2: Uh, well, I guess I'll go first. What One thing I will tell you, it's weird watching uh, – driving by in the morning and all the coffee shops are closed. I mean this is shoppy, shop, a coffee shop town out here. You know what I mean? The Emerald City sparked Starbucks yeah. and they're all closed and um, that was a weird sensation in the morning. You know, you drive by and all the lights are out on this, on these places. Um, uh, I work for a privately owned company, so it's actually a very, um, it's very, it's, we have great optimistic cause we were, we we're trying to get ahead of the curve, but there's some scary things that could be, you know, everybody just, uh, the owner really is, he, we're expanding. So we literally went from like a small company to a larger company now, and he put all his money and in investing into <laughs> the new building that they're taking over and we're Yeesh. really yeah it's really bad timing and he's really worried about um services being canceled and we've had some cancellations we provide a service and some of them are being canceled but uh all in all so far so good with that stuff but it's just weird jack in a box ran out of food today i guess so no jack <laughs> oh, in a box um, no I did, yeah i they're out i did invest in um uber eats and um hub grub and i made some money that way and some uh
0: uh wait you have you've been picking up on the transportation
2: game yeah i've been getting some getting some uh uh some stocks so i figured why not make some money doing this Dude, good for you
0: man that's that's huge it's not only helpful for you but it helps out everybody else like that's awesome
2: yeah so i did some of that and uh yeah i mean it's just it's just weird i mean amber and i are still going to work um they shut down tacoma uh, but only like 90%, so 10% of the employees still have to be there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of... It's just a weird scenario. I think we're all living our lives the way we need to, though, and make... to be successful, so we still got to make money, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Z, how you living, bro? Uh,
1: I'm pretty much like full quarantine mode. Like, my my office... So I, I, I'm blessed. I work for... I, essentially i work for microsoft and adobe um and uh because are tech companies working from home is is super easy um we like really don't kind of miss a beat in that and so work's been fine i, I basically just don't leave I'm like straight cave troll mode um which is like my natural habitat anyway so like really i'm living my best life um i've been doing this for years you guys are just now catching on um
0: but uh Please. Uh, oh. we've, all, we've all been. We're on a Hot Heroes comic book podcast. I think we've all been living that lifestyle. This is our element, bro. Our Don't talk to come. me about cave troll, bro. Don't talk to me about being socially awkward, Don. Where I live. Our time has come. <laughs>
1: yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I've just been like rocking that cave troll life. Alicia's been going to work um just because you know she she has to like you said everybody's got to eat um which is fine but you know we're we're essentially socially kind of just like distancing like we're, we're not like hanging out with people and we had to cancel the like bachelor party which was supposed to be this this yeah, weekend uh, and so r.i.p. r.i.p. you know what i'm saying like that that's a thing um yeah restaurants are are closed down grocery stores are you know it's hard to find certain things it's not like you know, the worst ever, I mean, you can still find food to eat, but, like, if you, like, for, we went to a grocery store last weekend, and we were looking for eggs and bread, and, like, they didn't have it, so we had to, like, do something else, you know, yeah, um, but, yeah, it's pretty weird, I mean, I think that the, the mood here is, is just pretty tense, um, pretty strange, and, uh, yeah, I just think that, you know, that's kind of the vibe, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, everybody's kind of up, like, yeah, tense is a good word, anxious. Like, it's just, we don't know what's going to come. We have thoughts and ideas, and I don't think anybody really trusts the leadership in the country right now. So it's just, like, everybody's kind of on edge, and I agree. I think this is our time, and not just for ourselves to uh, enjoy our introverted couch potato lifestyle, but I think this is our time. This is where the, the entertainment... Um, really becomes important for society Um, obviously it's always been a release but when people need it the most and have the time to create the content i think that we're going to see the best out of us Um, not just us three but everybody i think that we're going to see the best twitter content we've ever seen i think we're going to see some great podcasting i think we're going to see some great humor out there whether it's digitally or or written Uh, i think this is when everybody's going to finally take the time to slow down stop the cyst, stop the cog and just think and create and like the creativity is really going to flourish right now which is what people need and that's what we're here for to bring you some fucking humor some beer review and some great beards so yeah here we are
2: <laughs> here we are um, I dig it. So here we dude, are. I dig so it. let's
0: get through this, man. Let's get, let's get you guys some entertainment. So we are talking Lock and Key. It's a comic book by Joe Hill back from, was it 2008, JR? Yes. 2008. And it's now a recently, uh, n- recently came to Netflix as a, a Netflix series. Um, and so we're talking Lock and Key, and, and we're doing a beverage breakdown. So our beverage breakdown today is Corona. As fitting as it possibly could be, so let's go into that beverage breakdown. Break it down again. I got a little station right here put together to handle a Corona because it's not just the beer, you know. You gotta do, you gotta do all the odds and ends. So let me ask you guys this: What is the cure to the coronavirus? I'll tell you what's not the cure to the coronavirus.
1: A loaded Corona. (laughs) Have you ever heard of loaded Coronas?
0: Yeah, bro. You get the Bacardi Limon, put it in the top of the Corona.
1: Oh, man. I was taught a different way. One of the first times Alicia and I, we were still dating, and it was the 4th of July. She showed me, we got a bunch of Coronas for the 4th of July, and she was like, hey, we're going to do this thing, like, loaded Coronas. And what she ended up doing is we put just shots of, like, tequila, like, just Jose Cuervo gold tequila, at the top of our corona. Yeah, that works. And just too. Drank, drank the corona. Bro, those are awful. Like, I still, <laughs> th- that is the worst tasting beverage you could ever imagine. <laughs> but it'll make you forget the 4th of July real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it is the cure for
0: coronavirus. You don't even <laughs> fucking think about it. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. You won't even know where you are. No, but you totally. Drink but- three of those, you'll totally be good. You
0: butchered the joke. The, the cure for coronavirus is Lyme disease. Oh, you gotta put yeah, the, I heard the that. The Lyme and the corona put it all together wow there's a very strict technique to put a lime in a corona you don't just you don't just place it in so you got to shove it down so it dips jr take notes you got to put your thumb over the top and fully seal go upside down so the lime floats to the top and then you got to slowly air the air out so it doesn't overflow there we go and that's how you make perfect corona you gotta get the lime to the bottom Man. of the beer. And mix it all the way through. Otherwise... Yeah, that,
1: that line has gotta gotta touch the bottom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You gotta touch that base, baby. And right now, I would suggest, if you're drinking Coronas with lime, because it is the cure, I wash my my lime with uh, soap and water. <laughs> Not just water. Like, any produce right now, I'm, I'm soaping that shit. So, uh, cheers, boys. Alright. Cheers. I'm rocking Corona with lime juice. I saw that. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, so, just a quick, quick brief history of Corona. So, it's... Corona Extra is, the, is the, the primary beer out of Corona, and then there's Corona Light, and I got Corona Premier over here. So, Corona <clears throat> originated in 1925 as a pilsner, actually, in Grupo Modelo, which is the largest brewery in Mexico to this date. And uh, who wants to guess where the uh, founders of the brewery hail from?
1: I, I want three guesses. Colombia. Okay, no. A brewery. What brewery did they come from? No, where
0: did the founders of the brewery hail from? Like, what's their origin, their ne- ethnicity? Uh, Mexico. Spanish, no. Mexican. Damn it. Okay, they hail from Germany. Uh, oh, I was going to say like Germany, Dos Equis. Like that. Remember Dos Equis? The creator of Dos Equis built a brewery wow. in Mexico, but he's from fucking Germany. Same with Corona. All the good breweries, no matter where they're at, they're fucking from Germany. So, hail the, be- hail the Germans. Um no, but it is, uh, yeah, so it was one of the first beers to um, make the clear bottle. Uh, they, like, kind of originated that, and they got famous for their clear bottle. A lot of other people had dark bottles um, to eliminate light rays mm. and also cans and stuff like that. So the first one to rock the clear bottle, and it's kind of their, their mainstay now. Um, it's It came to the States in 1976. It is contains barley malt, corn, hops, yeast, antioxidants, and propylene glycol alginate um so a lot of words i don't really understand and then corn was the biggest surprise to me there but it kind of makes sense when you taste it it's like this doesn't taste Mm -hmm. like hoppy it's like more mellow and kind of a little sour and sweet uh and the corn gives it that flavor um to this day is the most popular beer sold in the united states it's Corona, really? Oh, uh, I'm actually
1: inter- I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah,
0: me too. And uh, I mean, I, I probably would have guessed it as top three, but the most popular one—that's interesting. It's like, yeah, I remember we did a Blue Moon for an episode for Moon Night, and Blue Moon was up there, but Corona smacks it. Um, and then this yeah. is an interesting fact: since the uh, breakout of the coronavirus, the Corona um, company has lost 170 million dollars because people just Ugh, stopped buying it. Stop drinking it. Sad times. And 38% of Americans claim they will not drink Corona because of the virus, which just makes us look so fucking stupid. Zero fucking sense. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. that's that's that so stupid. thought yeah.
2: whatsoever. That doesn't make uh, any sense to me.
0: Nope. Go get Corona right now, people. Save yes. it. Save the Corona. All right. What do you guys think from the um, from the nose? What do you get when you smell your Corona? Besides lime. Because <laughs> I'm sure we... Don't... Well, actually, JR, you don't have a lime in yours, do you?
2: No. I straight so up you have the most... You have the most legitimate Corona. What do you smell? I do. I do smell that it's not as bitter. Um, It smells um, almost smells like uh, homeless man piss, but yet, wow! But yet, with um, first off, where have you smelled that before, dude? I've walked through Seattle all the fucking time. It smells (laughs) like fucking urine on every fucking corner. Um, That's very fair. Yeah, it's. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't smell bad, actually. It's, it's pretty sweet. I do smell some sweetness to it, and um, it, it is sweeter to the taste as well. But that would be my first. You know, I don't smell yeah. corn, but.
0: I don't smell corn. I get, I get it mostly lime right now, I'm yeah. honest. Um, I smell lime. So I'm not going to be able to get a nose off of it. But um, the flavor, it's it's got a really refreshing sharpness to it. Um, right. And yeah. the antioxidants... Especially with that lime. Yeah, the antioxidants are absorbic acid, so it, it gives a little bit of a bite, and then the lime even adds on top of that. So I think that the the beer without lime is just meh, but the lime really accents it perfectly to make it a great combo. Um, real crisp. Real crispy. Yeah, I mean, I'm poolside right now, guys. When I, when I have a sip of this... Dude, not, you know, I was just thinking
1: that. Like, when you asked about the nose, I was thinking, you know, it's weird, because... I smell it and like yeah I smell like you know a little bit of lime and and a Corona but I was like instantly transported to when we went to Mexico deep sea fishing mm-hmm. we're on that boat
0: yeah
1: man nauseous. I just She's feel like I'm not gonna somebody caught somebody caught something I'm not gonna say who caught what but it's just your um, boy flexing
0: over here yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah so <laughs> yeah uh
1: anyway uh yeah I, I just think that. Coronas, to me, were like make me feel just, you know, all right, you're on the beach, you're in Mexico, it's tropical, you got a corona and lime, you're chilling with the homies, you know, you hear the ocean. It just kind of transports me to this whole... And maybe this is just the marketing, like they've done a great job marketing this Such or a good job. But such a good job marketing. It just feels like cuz when when we're on the beach and we are like, you know, what we're about to go deep sea fishing, what, what should we get? I'm pretty sure we had Corona that day. Of course. We, always, we were just like we're going to grab Coronas with lime. Like that what else are we going to do? You yeah, know? Coronas, so I feel like
0: yeah. Pacifico. I
1: just feel like it transports me
0: back to that that beach tropical kind of chillin' vibe which is tight. And that has I want to say I'm guessing nothing to do with the flavor but exactly to do with the marketing. They're find your beach was their slogan and it's literally yeah, like, like popping the bottle or now it's the uh that come to the ocean <laughs> which i love that song it's by geo wolf but yeah. they, they just they know what they're doing their aggressive marketing is effective so that's corona that's that's uh it's, one, it's a staple for a reason and stop being idiots amid the virus outbreak and buy it Um, all right, right, Jr. how about you take us through story time? Let's go all into right. Lock and Key.
2: Lock and Key. Like we said, this is a, a story by uh, Joe Hill. Art is uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. Um, Joe, Joe Hill is more of a, well, a book writer, right? He writes more novels than he does actual comics. From what I so noticed. I'm really excited yeah. about
0: Joe Hill. I got a lot of stuff I like about Joe Hill, if you if I you know did, him too. Well.
2: Um, there's a lot of things about him I didn't know. I did, honestly I've never heard of Joe Hill until we did this episode research. So a lot of cool things came out about him. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll start with the story, and uh, I've got three sections of this story. And it's a it's a relatively small book. For the first volume, it's only six comic six issues that came out, and um, but it's still got a lot a lot of heat in there, right? There's a lot of heat Wait, in this not, book. You're not You're not gonna drop the fucking the bomb about who Joe Hill is. I wanted, I wanted you, to see if one of you wanted to do. I was leaving that kind of out there for one of you guys.
0: I have no idea. Oh, Zach has no idea, what? so it's very exciting.
2: Okay, let's let's do this. Um, well, first of all, what I want people to, Let let I want people to Google Joe Hill. If you're listening to this right now, Google <laughs> Joe. No, Hill. no,
0: Zach, you can't Google him. Zach, you fuck get, you. I'm literally Googling no, right no. now. If no. someone doesn't fucking tell me, all right, uh, all right, wait before you Google before you, Google, before you go before you go, I'll give you his, his actual name. So his full name. Is Joseph Hillstrom King?
2: So that's hint your hint. to our Hillstrom. story post with Hillstrom the music. King. The music. I picked certain music specifically for this on that. No storybook.
1: fucking way, dude. No fucking way. Is he in Kings of Leon? <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Okay. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Who is he,
0: bro? Oh. I don't know. I love it. Oh, I love it. His last name is King because he's the son of Stephen King. Oh. See, <laughs> so he Kings of Leon. <laughs> Bro, see the lead singer of the band? That's crazy. In, in. Uh, yeah, his name's Joseph Hillstrom, so he goes by Joe Hill as a surname because he didn't want fame for his father's uh, success. He wanted to build his own path, which yeah. is fucking...
1: That's pretty badass. Dope. Yeah. I fuck
0: with that yeah.
2: pretty hard. and he, and yeah. he yeah. looks like Stephen King with a beard, so it's not like... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Google him and you'll see what you need, and you put to But you didn't know beard.
0: who he was. I didn't know. So... He did, he's, he's, he's well hidden.
2: <laughs> he's done some good stuff. Um, he's done some really good books that have read, already made movies. Um, yeah. And he's done horns. Horns. Was a really good horns. movie. And now I really want to read the book. Uh, and so it's. Sammy it's, read
0: it. This is, this is one of Sammy's favorite horror authors. So she wrote me like a whole page about everything he's done. <laughs> and like Whoa. all the shit about him. And so here's the I'm thing. I,
2: I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't know about him before I read the story like I read the story and then did my research that's usually how I do it so I get the kind of that you know it, infancy of, of of thought about the story yeah. so I'm glad I didn't do that uh, but then I I realized a lot of that stuff made sense and a lot of the things that he's obviously grown up with <laughs> you're like oh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. uh, I get it and there's some funny things about this story too so that's kind of a good mixture of of what what he is about, so. Um, but yeah, I wanted you guys to. I, I was I wanted to kind of feel it, you know. It's kind of one of those things. It's it's it was aching, but yet you know. I love how we react yeah. to news like. That. I love how Zach reacts to things. Uh, what are you talking about? <sighs> Tell me Kings now, man. How can? Do you do you feel like
1: writing ability and talent is just genetic? Like, are they just passing the magic fucking ability?
0: from generation to generation Uh, at this point?
2: I think it can be, but I also- What are the
0: odds I think I just, that uh, creativity is. I think yes. that your ability to think that way, and then you're probably influenced by your dad's.
2: You're surrounded interest. by it. Like you're starting from infancy yeah. as a child in in a world where you're like.
1: You're like watching your dad like write in his study and shit. Like do, and then you do have a book fucking Pennywise doll like you're sleeping with and shit. Like, who yeah, knows,
2: like yeah, like I feel like that. And you're
1: probably like, ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and when you're surrounded by that like 24 seven your whole life you, you've got to be able to get something out of that like it's like preparing yourself for for at you know athletes prepare themselves since playing football since they were you know peewee football it's like you're surrounded your whole life with that and you got to have yeah. something good come out of it so uh yeah and he
0: does he's got some uh new york best time new york times bestsellers heart-shaped box was like his that's sammy's favorite one that's a really good one that was new york times uh the fireman is his highest ranked novel um He's got a bunch of little short stories, short horror stories. Horns is a big one because stories. of the Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm a short story guy too, especially so when it's horror. Because yeah. like, if it's horror, I want to the point. I want, I want the idea. I want to talk about it. I don't really want a whole lot of build up unless it's really, really well done. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty, he's a G. And yeah. I think that it portrayed in this comic.
2: Yeah, and he's kind of, he's hmm. kind of up there with me with Neil Gaiman. He, there's a like. I know there's, like, certain writers can not can only write a certain way. And he's one of these writers like Neil Gaiman who can write s- several ways. Like, Neil Gaiman can do novels, short stories, can do comic books. Obviously, he did Sandman. So I feel like Joe Hill has that ability to, to transfer from different types of writing and uh, make them really good. I mean, all of Neil Gaiman's stuff yeah. is super good. And this is kind of another open door for me. With a key Uh-oh. to enter, Uh-oh. for me to explore, oh, wow. and I'm I'm oh excited because of that. So, um, yeah, we tried to. He's only
1: 47 too. I feel like he's about to he's about to be around for a minute. Yeah, he's about to drop some fire for a while. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Dude. He can if you can hit the graphic novel, the short story, and the novels. Like, what the fuck can't you do? And he's now he's I think he's a producer on the show, yeah, of like, uh, Netflix series and shit. So yeah, he's he's all over the place. Good I for Joe. It. But gentlemen. yeah, sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure that no, I, that's Zach a great. Who it was? I, I want
2: you guys to interrupt. This is, I, I've come up with this this process. Uh, it's it's a way. I want you guys to stop me, you know, do whatever you got, you know, uh, enter enter as you please to. Be
0: careful what you ask for, bro. I got right. a few it's crows in me already. That's so. all right. It's,
2: it's how we do it. Uh, but I'll, I'll start with this story. Uh, this story starts yeah. with tragedy a family out on their summer cabin a father whose idea of spending time together is painting and working uh the eldest child tyler is disgruntled over an argument his father earlier in the week uh with his father earlier in the week Kenzie, the middle child is doing what she always does which is do what she's told to do uh bodie the youngest is out just having a grand old time playing outside
1: tyler sucks tyler
2: sucks Tell me why.
1: Tyler sucks bad.
2: <laughs> that was quick. Yeah.
1: I just I just feel like Tyler is like he's just so like Oh, woe is me, nobody understands. Like, he's just too brooding. Like, I just feel like it's like, dude, okay, I get it. Like, this shit sucks, but like everybody around you, including your family, has been through this. So instead of like you making this about yourself, maybe you should just realize that we're trying to get through this together. I feel like Tyler annoys me because he's so just moody like all right i'm not dealing with this anymore blah like it's just, you're not helping anything but i feel like kinsey is kind of a g and bodie is like the mvp to me yeah so far so but anyway yeah. sorry yeah
0: uh, yeah but when shit goes down who saves everyone's ass
2: well i do feel like and we'll get to tyler, that, tyler does tyler's the muscle for yeah. sure um yeah. But uh all this is interrupted by Sam Lesser who is promised something by someone who is whispering in his ear of something better than his crummy life. Um and this is where it's it, the book is it's kind of a dark moment in the book here because there's so much violence and um and against you know the family and on all aspects. I mean there's murder, rape and um kind of like a psychological Uh, torment as well happens to they almost have like uh, PTSD the family does right I mean they're just oh absolutely yeah um, shit's fucked exactly Um, so Sam Sam murders Randall Locke and the family goes down a road of of uh, continuous tragedy and life changes for them forever Um, and that's so
0: what you just said is Sam who's a, a fellow student classmate of Tyler murders their dad yes that's so like yeah brutally
2: brutally and and at this point you kind of don't understand um the relationship between sam and randall because they don't do anything you don't find out till later in the book that there's some flashbacks and the relationship that was built between a counselor and a student and kind of that uh mind change uh sam's character is always uh for me it's kind of an easy character to like hate like he's that kind of villain it was easy to hate him um, I felt like I didn't feel sorry for him whatsoever, and there are scenes in this book that you're like, uh, if it was like, I think someone else, you know, selling yourself like he did to get to um, Massachusetts, it, you kind of feel for mm-hmm. people like that. Selling but yourself, <laughs> I, it's hard for it's me. About when just, he blew the trucker? Yeah, he gave a blowjob. He gave a blow he, roadhead for to the trucker. Ride. Um, yeah, but,
1: which actually doesn't make any sense if you think about it because he ended up killing that guy anyway. Yeah. So, he could have just killed that dude in the first place and then taken the truck.
2: Maybe he didn't know to how get, to drive the truck. Like, why? So, it's a, it's Maybe a, he drove the truck. Driving? Maybe he, he ends up driving the truck. I thought he, he drove a bus. It. I'm pretty sure he drove. No. Oh, he didn't he, drive it? He drove, it? The bus. He he drove he a bus. He got off and got on the bus.
1: Oh, if you could drive a bus, you can dodge a wrench. That made no sense.
0: dodge to me. a ball.
2: Yeah. It's such a dark <laughs> moment though. And he's and the and the truck driver's like, Yeah, if you need anything help, I got a lot of friends <laughs> he's like Yeah, you could, you
0: could teach a seminar or some shit. You could teach my wife a seminar. He yeah, said,
2: that's oh, like gross.
0: Yeah. Um, Zach, I think you're right. I think he wanted to do it, bro. Because he didn't even like after he did it he was just like Yeah, it wasn't for was it
1: wasn't for like Anything special? It's not like he needed the ride. He could have just like he ended up killing that dude. He could have killed that's him in, like point. in the first place. And then he ended up driving the the bus. So if you could drive the bus, you could drive the truck. So so maybe I think he was that just, talks to the character. What
0: if he was riding with more him than for the for, motive like, a half hour and like he didn't need to do that. He just like was bored.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just that's cuts a good to that point. Uh, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I think that it,
1: it. I don't think it was out of like oh necessity to get to a certain place. I think he just right. just. I think that's the character.
2: Yeah, and, and while uh, I think we kind of skipped a little bit. Obviously, the family moves to uh, Lovecraft, Massachusetts, to the family home, the Lock Key man- Mansion. And then as that's happening, that's when you start to see uh, Sam break out of prison. I uh, think you cut to see where he's at and the reasons that he's ha- um, basically uh, kind of the situation he's in. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll read yeah. this part. It's part two. Uh, the family moves to Lovecraft, Massachusetts to live with Duncan, their, their father's younger brother in the lock family home called the key house. Uh, Nina, the mother who suffered violent acts against her has changed her outlook on life and is drinking more and more. Ty is suffering from guilt of an argument with his father. Of course. And you know, now he's feel guilty for being an asshole and, and dad dead. dead. <laughs> um, which is a.
1: Should we go into that, let's, like why he? Let's do what that. that I actually was? I
2: thought it would be a great point to stop because it. I think a lot of father son relationships are kind of in that. A lot of times, I mean, there are times when I I do things to my dad and I'm like, Dad, I'll take care of it and hung hang up on him or you know, and then I call him back and I'm like, Hey, Dad, sorry for being an asshole. <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, <sighs> <you know. laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a good point to stop.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what the argument was. I just remember that his dad was uh if not the principal, some someone high up in the school district, right?
2: Like a counselor almost. I thought He was a counselor.
0: Yeah. Okay. And he was counseling Sam, who's the twisted kid and yeah. and uh yeah. and Ty. But that's really all so, I remember.
1: So so Tyler's dad was a counselor and and Sam was struggling in school, had like mental health issues, and so Tyler's dad asked tyler to befriend sam which is something we haven't touched on yet so sam and tyler actually did have a relationship um they like hung out a couple times but it was because tyler you know it it gets a little bit weird because um you know it wasn't necessarily like true friendship it was like tyler just was doing what his dad told him but essentially uh in one scene um tyler gets into an argument with his dad about something i don't really know what it was about. I don't really actually think it matters. Yeah. I think it's but, um,
0: advice,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it's just kind of, Oh, an argument happened. And then Tyler kind of walks out, Sam uh, asks him what happened and um, they end up talking and Tyler's makes a comment to Sam saying something along the lines of, you know, if you ever kill your dad, uh, cause I think Sam was like talking about how shitty his dad was as well. So Tyler said, if you ever kill your dad, uh, do me a favor, kill mine too. Um, in in like Jess, yeah. not serious, yeah. obviously, but just he's frustrated and he just kind of lets it go. And so when Sam actually does the deed, he uh, makes sure that Tyler knows that you know he told him to do it, um, and that that fact kind of haunts Tyler throughout throughout the rest of the story. Um, another thing to note is that um, how how Sam was apprehended uh, at the scene of the crime was Tyler essentially beat him to death with a brick mm. um from from behind kind of just jumped him and then just bash his face in multiple times with a brick sam ended up surviving and how you know i think we can we can speculate but um that is kind of the relationship between tyler and sam yeah
2: it's a, yeah. A tense tyler relationship.
0: fucking rocked his ass dude it was yeah. good for him
2: i and one note i think to, to in the book in the book yeah uh
0: not in the show though oh, you started watching the show
2: i have
1: what I you have started, started watching the i show? have too i
2: have oh yeah. fuck i haven't even started that yet okay. um I, I will tell you one thing to note about the, the father-son relationship in this book is the fact that uh tyler is at a school where his father works and so i think the father has a hard time uh separating work from personal life so i think Tyler feels that and that's father son relationship that maybe that hey, let's go for a catch, Dad, let's throw some footballs around, I think doesn't exist in his world. I think that's why he is the way he is. You know, instead of dad giving him advice as a father, he gives him always advice as a teacher or a counselor. And I think Ty mm. suffers from that, I think from the most part. And I think that's the way he acts.
1: I think Tyler just sucks. <laughs> or
2: he could just suck. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Like, I just think he sucks. Like, I just think he's just like, dad,
0: dude, oh my god, he's, nobody understands
1: me. Just kill my dad. He's such a dick. It's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Get over it, bro. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. He he bothers it. me. Yeah. He's so annoying
2: yeah. to me. Yeah, it's I don't disagree. Very, very you. true. He's annoying. Besides um, the fact that he's my favorite character.
1: <laughs> Wait, <makes> what? <laughs>
2: <It's> Jordan's favorite <laughs> character. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. <laughs> that's Shade
0: shade <laughs> wait was that shade to me wait what the fuck J.R. shade to I me mean, I didn't even catch that <laughs> that makes sense I thought you meant just cause I was arguing with Zach
2: Oh, no, that makes but sense too fuck bro that all makes sense nobody two. understands you Jordan two
0: alright no fuck that guy alright let's move on hello fellow listeners this is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Jordan, checking in just again to say thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you're not too bored in your current state, whether that is a quarantine or lying in the fetal position and worrying about the world or just going on like nothing's happening. I mean, there's a ver- there's a variety of things happening right now. And most importantly, we just want to say thank you for choosing our podcast as one of your decisions of what to do and how to fill your time, um, but this episode of Hop Heroes is brought to you once again by Butte Brand, um, Butte Brand, the most beautiful of the brands. That's not their slogan, but that's what it should be. Um, no, I am not here to talk to you about how Butte Brand has brand new T-shirts available now at ButteBrand.com, and I am not here to talk about how their spring headwear collection is going to be available in a mere two weeks that's not why i'm here the reason i'm here is to talk about what Butte brand is doing in the local communities and they are building programs to sponsor small businesses to support during this dire time and i think that that is just so fucking cool not only have they been providing fresh water for communities in need but now they are reaching out with their abilities to support the local small businesses that are suffering and us a Hop Heroes, I mean, we're a small business. Are we suffering right now? No, we are a digital format that is actually provided to you right now in spite of what's happening out there. And uh, I just think that the businesses, the brick and mortars, the, the ground level, family owned or just smaller businesses that are struggling right now need so much help from all of us. And if we can all just put in the two cents, put in the effort to support and like Butte Brand is. We can really, really make a difference in not only our communities, but our economy. So just thank you so much, Butte Brand, for not only supporting the show, but for supporting local and small businesses. And they're going to be promoting more about what they're doing on their social media at at Butte Brand on Instagram and Twitter. So please follow along um, and snag some gear while you're at it because their gear is dope. Uh, But thank you so much for your attention to what's important in these matters. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um,
2: okay. So at this point, the family is moving. There's a, there's some things that are happening to the kids. Um, mentally, uh, Kenzie, Kenzie obviously she had this look to her, which was like dreadlocks, you know, kind of, um, I'd say what
1: very Ashley Williams. Yeah.
2: Very, you know, just Hayley Williams, Haley Williams. I don't know either Who of those. Hayley Williams, I don't know either of those people. Is that, I, is that Paramore? Uh, she's
1: yeah, she's lead singer. Paramore. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so she, fine.
2: she goes from that to to changing her look, um, and so she's worried about the attention she's going to receive from this tragedy, and even though they're moving to another state, people still know about it because it's the state that their the hometown that their father lived in, um, so everybody knows, mm-hmm. um. And the one thing they're doing is moving into this house. This house is full of discoveries and hidden keys that unlock hidden powers of magic. Uh, there's a deeper, darker side to this place that they're moving to. Um, as the family deals with loss, despair, Bodhi, the explorer in the family, finds a key known as the ghost key. Um, and this is where the story really starts to kind of... You start to get really em- enveloped like into the story. Yeah. You start to get to like, well, there's like... There's more to this than just a fan, like a normal comic book story of family dealing with tragedy. Um, obviously, there's no superheroes or anything like that yet. Um, no, but-, but this is where it goes from a homicidal
0: kid murdering their family to supernatural as well. Like it yeah. just compounds, like it just it gets yeah. more and more weird.
2: Exactly. Um, and does anybody want to explain the ghost key?
0: So. From my recollection, the ghost key... So there's several keys and several doors in this house that can do a variety of things. And Bodhi kind of finds that out from the echo in the well, right? And yeah. We can go into that in the next part if you want to. But uh, from what I understand, the ghost key is the door that opens and if you walk out it, you turn into a ghost. And your body falls into your a... Your body dies. Turns into like an a, a empty sock, I think is what they call it. Just like yeah. a, a fucking... And your soul in A sock without a foot in it. Yeah, so you're a ghost and yeah. you can fly around and kind of interact somewhat with the the world and and observe and listen. And then when you go back through the door the other way, you go back into your body. Yeah. So Bodhi found this and Bodhi was using it and telling his family about it and nobody believed him, which I fucking get so annoyed of in horror movies and shit. Like when the kid sees something (laughs) and the kid tells the parents or the brother and they're like, oh, you're, you're crazy. Go back and play. And like he shows Kinsey, his sister, like literally does it in front of her. Collapses and like turns to a ghost, and she's like, "Oh, you're you're not funny," and walks away. It's like if you really are that certain that it doesn't, it's not real. Walk through the fucking door yourself, you know. Like it's just
2: yeah.
0: ah, shit bugs me. Sorry, yeah,
2: that's fine. Um, <laughs> one key note to note about this is uh, this is the 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 reason that the kids are so um. I think a big part of this story, obviously, they're the main characters, but but besides that, is. A lot of the things that are happening can only ha- that happen to, to typically to under eighteen. So a lot of times, when the um, in the um, according to uh, research, the the story once you turn a certain age, you become an adult. You forget a lot of these things. So the the father forgot that he hid keys, and um, which is a really good uh, important factor. When you when you read this book, because like it only all this stuff only happens to them, and so the mom and her her their uncle are kind of like oblivious, like thinking that the the uncle Duncan would kind of understand what's going on with the house, but he's sort of oblivious with the mom and worrying about alcohol and wine and shit like that. So go ahead, Jay.
1: Even though when he was a kid, he did the probably exact the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. He just
2: can't remember.
0: And I have a question about that. So. And this is going to spoil a little bit of the future, but there's a a specific key that is very important, and Kinsey wears it in a, like a clasp a around her wrist yeah. as a bracelet. And she doesn't know what it is. She just thinks it's the key to finding
2: yourself or something. It's the, uh, it's the Omega key, from what I understand. And you well, can it's the select...
0: Anywhere key. No, it's the Anywhere key. Oh, Anywhere right. key. Okay. But and what, what he tells anywhere, her... Yeah. What he tells her when he gives it to her is like if it, like it'll find your true self and it can take you anywhere in the world as long as you stay with, true to yourself. Or something. He gives her some like line to mm-hmm. make her think it's just like a uh, spiritual thing or like a sentimental thing. But did he give that to her in the knowledge of what it was or did he forget what it was and give it to her as just a bracelet if he was over the age of 18?
2: I don't think he remembered because how he would remember is he, ha- he had her as an adult. He- so
0: he just gave that to her thinking it was a, a
2: bracelet? I think so. I think he put that bracelet to give it to somebody else, which is probably later down the story, I bet, or something. And then he realized. Okay. So, I don't know, I'm guessing cuz uh, to me I feel like he How I, would you remember I, if you're an adult and you you had your That's case? why that's why I'm I was going confused. the other way. I didn't
0: really like where's it connect?
1: I think I think that uh, this is a speculation. Nobody knows. The story hasn't gone this far, but I'm going to go the other way in my in my guess. I think that that the father knew what was happening that's why he asked his wife not to ever go back to key house no matter what that's why he left key house in the first place and that's why echo i mean i'm i am jumping ahead a little bit right now and i apologize but that's why echo ends up sending sam to him and not his brother because i think that he had a special relationship somehow with echo and a special relationship with key house to the point where he he knew something was up and he wanted to stay away um and I also think that makes it a little bit more in- like that makes it more narratively interesting because I think that from a writer's perspective, if you have this guy who dies, um, and then the story kind of turns out that like oh he just you know kind of died, but he actually didn't have the answer that Sam was asking, then you, you can start to ask, you can kind of poke holes in that. You can say well why didn't Sam just go to the br- the other brother then? Um, but once you if you find out that he actually did have the answers but purposefully kind of withheld them, it makes for like a more interesting. Um, relationship with sam yeah and so i i think it's gonna go in that direction i i i, would, I, I, I agree with that
2: i will say i i think my counter argument is maybe um yeah there's like maybe he didn't remember everything maybe there's a feeling of not going back to the house and maybe that's why he just told his wife they're obviously they're hinting in the story there's pictures of things and that's where like the coaches the the runner coach comes involved and she's remembering stuff that happened like a tragedy right in the story and I think that sparked uh, Randall to change things and try well, and. hide also the
0: there's a, there's there's a line where he says the house chose Duncan, not me. So like there is that line in there where like the house chose his brother. Like the house has a almost like a subconscious or something. Like it's living. He I did just say that. I just think that. Maybe he was disbanded or banned from the house or something.
2: Maybe there's something happened as it child and no. uh, now he can't remember exactly what happened i feel like i've read this storyline before though with adults not remembering exactly what happened but have a hint of an idea maybe uh particularly never never tragedy. Uh,
0: was that peter pan bro it's
2: that peter pan. never never land
0: yeah, yeah he don't, forgets don't and then he okay. robin williams he forgets and then he remembers and he goes back
2: oh that's true yeah so um yeah. but yeah i i mean that that's kind of the cool part about this you kind of without reading everything at once you kind of start to go off in these like mind trips that joe hill created like what the hell is going to happen um so but yeah um since we kind of jumped ahead let's let's kind of finish that part out um i didn't the echo didn't they start calling calling her dodge at one point too they start calling her dodge and not echo Um, possibly
0: i don't remember not in the book Okay, sure? I say I don't remember that, so mm.
1: I haven't
2: watched the show. I, th- I thought I saw that somewhere. Not
1: in book one. but ma- I mean, I could be wrong, but I definitely know that happens in the show. We have uh, only read volume That one. is her name.
2: In the show... Her? Is I it am- a her? It's a her in the beginning. She ch- She's yeah. like Loki, where she just changes her body. Well, no,
0: I thought there's the door where you can walk through a door, and she says to, the, to Bodhi, like, there's doors in this house so you can fly, there's doors so you can turn into a ghost... There's doors you can walk in and be a man, and walk it through the other side and be a woman. It's like she she kind of like alluded to that, where like there is a door where you can change your gender mm-hmm. or sex. I don't know what's the most appropriate way to say
2: that. I don't sex. I think is the way they're supposed to say it. Um,
0: I I really don't know anymore. Yeah, it's
2: all right. I don't know either. Uh, but anyways, but at this time, this is where Sam has escaped, and he's kind of causing this terror behind him. I mean, obviously he killed the truck driver, and then he. Kills a bunch of people on the bus. Starts a fire.
0: Murks everyone on the bus. He, he, to break out of prison. So Bodhi is getting kind of like instructed by the echo in the well to do shit. And he's yeah. a little six-year-old. She doesn't know what he's doing. So she's like, bring me these things. And he brings her a mirror and scissors. And then he drops them in the well. And the cool part, one of the cooler parts in the comic, she holds the mirror up to her face and it it looks like something out of Hellraiser. It's like this fucking demon head looking back at her in the mirror. It's like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. dope. And then she somehow transports that shit through like the, to the prison cell where Sam is at and he uses the mirror and breaks the scissors open to like see when the guards are coming and then puts his arms through the freaking gates and stabs the guard in both his eye sockets with the two blades of scissors. And at that moment... I was like, okay, so this is a Netflix series, and the commercials or the trailers I saw made it seem like it was for like six-year-olds. <laughs> and if this shit is actually happening, like, I'm gonna be stoked. But I oh, really don't man. think that it's gonna happen. <sighs>
1: and I'm, yeah. I'm really not. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah,
0: I'm really nervous about what they what direction they went with this because they could have done it so well if they did it fucking dark. I don't think they did it. And yep, yeah, I guess we'll save that for another episode. We'll
2: save that. But what for are you What episode. are you looking up? I'm actually yeah, actual, to look actual up reaction. to see if it's actually Dodge. I don't know where I got that. I don't remember it from the show. Um, but anyways, um, so Sam Sam Lester arrives at the uh, house looking for the key that Echo or Dodge is asking him to retrieve uh, because of mm-hmm. Randall. Um, so everything starts to c- come together. Why Sam killed and went after the family, looking for the key. Um he's been
1: because he was influenced by echo by by this woman in the well that that, mysterious woman demon thing in a well exactly
2: um and so he he gets there and the first person he walks into at the property is kenzie and knocks her the fuck out with i don't know what (laughs) was it (laughs) a flashlight with a flashlight there's a flashlight which i thought was pretty brutal like i'm like oh fuck like he just hit a child like,
0: like, I thought he killed her. Yeah, there's blood too. on the flashlight. And he continually beats her until she's yeah. unconscious. Like, and it's, it's not just like a one hit. And so it's, it's, ominous.
2: Like, it's like a, a scary moment because it's like silhouetted. So it's just him up and down, black. You know, there's no. Uh, well, and
0: before he does that, he locks the uh, Nina, the mom, and Duncan in, in the wine cellar. So he locks that. So, like, there's no yeah. support coming.
2: No support. And he, he goes specific. Again, it's like going after the kids and not the parents. Like, the kids are really important to this obviously um mm-hmm. and then everything goes uh nina who hit a, her gun in the up drawer of their of her room and everybody knew it was um goes wrong when she tries to trick sam and by telling her that because at this point she's uh sam grabbed ty right and ha- has him as a hostage because um, he walked into that room right um yeah. and so he walked him upstairs to her room and got the hint about the gun, but. At that point, Sam finds it and is like, Dude, "I ran out of bullets anyway, so thank you." <laughs> and, yeah, and guess I, the, now he's and got he, a gun. Yeah, and he kind <laughs> of made a sexist comment in that where he talked about uh, Nina's clothes and her underwear and how his friend was obsessed, right? Because he attacked with a friend, and he goes, "I well, don't so understand." So in that
0: in that beginning scene, they don't allude they allude to it, but they never show it. But right. there was. Blood in the bedroom with heels and clothes scattered around, mm-hmm. and the guy zipping his pants up as he walks out. So it alludes to rape, yeah. of the mother. So like, I don't remember that. Yeah, what in the, in the beginning scene? In the beginning, where it flashes back to the murder of yeah, the her dad. Yeah, her clothes
2: are all torn apart, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he actually the his friend who we don't. He's not even important enough for us. The bald, to his name, the bald, the bald guy dude, is yeah. zipping up his pants. And right,
0: and so at that point, with the blood wow. on the wall and the clothes everywhere, I was like, wow, he murdered the parents. Yeah, and then slow and behold, the mom comes around with an axe and fuck it or hatchet kills the, right the goon. The head. Yeah, uh, so it's like, oh, she's alive, but yeah, she definitely it alludes to her getting.
2: Yeah, yeah, So yeah. It's a it's a pretty serious, and at this point, Sam feels like he's winning the battle, and Ty walks out the door with the ghost key, right, as he's being strangled by Sam. And Sam thinks he killed
0: him. Uh, yeah, he, he his head yes. like falls yep. out the doorway, and so he he turns into a ghost for the first time. And Sam thinks that he murked him, mm-hmm. but he really just went through the door. And so yeah. he's got he's got a, he's got a, a, an edge now because Sam an thinks he's dead. Now.
2: And right now, this is where Bodie is is literally trying to figure out and how to help the family. So he actually goes to the well because he finds the, I guess the anywhere key, on the bracelet. And mm-hmm. actually, well, take, takes it to her, right?
0: So if you, when you're in the ghost world, if you think about something hard enough, you can appear where that, where, mm-hmm. where it is. Oh, that's right. So he, he thinks the about door. the, he thinks about the anywhere key, and he keeps appearing by his sister, and he's like, "What the fuck? This is wrong!" And does it like three times, and he realizes it's the bracelet. Yeah. And so then he grabs it and brings it to her. Yeah,
2: yeah. and that's where everything changes. It's, it's kind of a cliffhanger for sure, because that's where uh, Echo. Gets what she wants and walks out the door, and then that
1: she she she's able to escape the escape well. The well, she, and then she becomes a dude, and then she attacks Sam. She
2: attacks. It's like a almost like a um, like hey you you weren't actually worthy enough anyway, so you were kind of like a pawn. And I'm yeah,
1: here. like a yeah, you're just my servant. And put and he he ends up on the other side of the ghost door.
2: Like she throws it, and out then there. they
1: close the ghost yeah. door. Yeah. So his body is dead, and he's basically stuck as a ghost now.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's always like whenever you make a deal with the devil, you like it's never gonna be what like you want it to be. Like he got his face destroyed and ended up in a prison cell, and like he's like, "You told me I'd have a new face and a new home." She goes, "Well, you do. Yeah. <laughs> You're in prison, and your face <laughs> is all scarred up." So like right. everything she says, like it makes it's like literally true, but it's all always a yeah. dark twist. And this is the same thing. Yeah. And when she walks through the door, she turns into a guy. Right. And the guy is in an image of a picture with their dad
2: when they were young from
0: like the past and mm-hmm. the dad is wearing the bracelet and the guy's like eyeing it like knows what it is. Right. So that's that's as much as I know because that's kind of where it ends,
2: right? It's sort of the cliffhanger. She, uh, That's
1: where book one yeah, ends. Yeah. So there's yeah. a
2: little couple yeah. things here and there. Uh, like Echo or Dodge, whatever. Uh, there's some manipulation going on with the teacher so there's some backstory that we're missing and obviously, like I said, it kind of leaves you in a cliffhanger because... There's some things that were kind of hinted at, you know, coming up, and I'm super excited for Volume Two um, because of stuff because of the way he set that up. But that's pretty much it. The family feels like the tragedy's over. Sam's gone. Um, they're together. They live through this, and unknown of Echo, the mom and Duncan, um, actually everybody right doesn't understand except for that Echo, who is now a guy, comes at the end and befriends Ty and Kenzie let's go fishing or whatever that's right that's right now he's their buddy and that's the end they don't know who he is and oh the end is actually where uh bodie finds the uh what key
0: oh the The mind key key. the head key the head key
2: yeah and i'm loving how he's interacting these keys and their capabilities into the storyline like that must be um that must have been a lot of thinking of Right to put that in there, like there's how a, do you make that work. There's a couple
0: things that like uh, I actually listened to a podcast on this oh, as nice. well uh, as reading it. Um, comic Comic Minecrafts the podcast and they talk about little things you pick up and like in the very beginning when the dads murdered, uh, a moth flies out the door, and it's the skull head moth that's the same as Silence of the Lambs that represents death, so you knew somebody was gonna die and oh. then when the kid when when Bodie keeps hmm. having nightmares he keeps waking up and the clock always reads 3am every single time he has a nightmare and that's the witching hour which is when the most paranormal that's, shit happens
2: that's true I've heard that somewhere else before as well
0: hmm. yeah so there's like little things like that that the Gabriel uh, Gabriel Rodriguez I think is the illustrator yep like he he puts some fantastic subtle art in the background that I didn't even pick up on that really like just adds even more layers to the story which is yeah. really fucking cool
2: and uh a note on Gabriel Rodriguez, he's actually went to school to be an architect. So that's why the the house looks so amazing in this book is he put Dude. that um yeah, nice. to work here. And which is not that common. I mean, you got great like landscapes and buildings and a lot of comic book stuff, but the way he design like he designed this house, you know, from nothing, you know. Yeah. um which is that's that's unique in for me at least in stories so far. In my comic book, Super fucking cool.
0: Yeah. I also went to school for architecture, and I never uh, joined the program. I quit about two days into my college (laughs) college education because it was way too fucking hard. Were you actually initially going into architecture? That's why I went to Wazoo's because they had a great architecture program. And I met the head of the program. She's like, if you don't want to dedicate every hour of your college career to studying, then don't even try this program. And so I was like, all right. Well, yeah, it's hard. My dad okay. his- <laughs> got a general humanities degree and partied my ass off. So here yeah, we are. My dad was going to be an architect too, um, and
2: uh, he doesn't say why he didn't finish, but he had the talent, but didn't. He went to the military instead. <laughs> okay, so I think he Dude, chose. To go I had to some go to that roommates like that quit. Like, they, were,
0: that. they were, studying. In One like- of my good
1: friends yeah. and and college roommates. Shout out! Shout out to Kyle. He he's a architecture student at Syracuse still.
0: So. Good for him, man. Because that's that's not an easy. An easy fucking craft.
1: Yeah, he's had he's had a hell of a ride. It's been it's been wild. I believe he's, he's still pushing for it. So yeah, he's still Cheers pushing for it
0: while we're here drinking. uh yeah. post grad. That's funny. um Z, do you have a beneath the ink for us this week, or are we gonna hop into crafter trash? Let's hop into crafter trash. Okay, I think we're there. All right. um So you guys have seen the show, but we're not grading the show. So we're just doing volume one of the yes. comic. It's the volume one of the comic crafter trash. No show involved. No show involved. Um, I'm getting some vibes. No show involved
1: and no volume two involved because
0: I've I've also read through volume two. Oh, you dirty little bitch! Yeah. Okay, um, all right. So I'll I'll go first. Um, I gave it an eight. I gave it a craft. I think that the the comic was very interesting because it was teen focused. It was youth focused, not parents, but it had a dark enough storyline and dark enough moments to where it was adult but with the teen focus but the dialogue and the the way that they explain context and stuff like i remember for example when he's ex- like when the kinsey's explaining her her bracelet she's like yeah it's a it's like it's got like the coach or the P teacher. like is that a key on it he's like oh yeah it's a key my dad gave it to me and said it's uh the key to anything in the world if you want it you just got to be true to yourself and then there's like an anything or an anywhere key like eventually, and it's like and you're just like wow. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like it's like there's things that are kind of a little too obvious, but it makes sense if it's a youth focused uh, comic. But it's so dark that it keeps me entertained because I like that edge to it. So um, if it, it was just a little too obvious for me on certain points, that's the only reason it's not higher than an eight. But I think it was really well done, really well illustrated, cool story, um, cool characters. Everybody reacted to the to, to the tragedy differently, which I really liked, um, and it was fucking twisted. So
2: I liked it. Awesome. So what's next? Uh
1: I'll go. Um I so this is just volume one. By the end of volume one, I didn't get it. I I didn't understand the hype and why this was like a big deal and I kinda was just I just felt like it was very like teenage Harry Potter ish kind of like style, just a little darker. Um and so I, I'm not going to give it a trash because it, it was, it did have some interesting ideas. Um, I would probably give it like a six okay. craft six. Um, I just felt like the threat was never like ominous enough for me to feel like it mattered. I didn't feel like I was a target audience either. I felt like that, you know, it was very like teenage high school focused and, um, things like what you already mentioned, Jordan about the, Oh yeah, it's my key. It's supposed to be like to any other world. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I, and I think that Echo, to me, could have been more ominous because I think that she's the most interesting piece to the story. Like, I really want to know what she is or he is and why it's there and what's the motive. But the way it was kind of, like, drawn out, it just felt like, yeah, she's some type of monster, but she's also, like, really beautiful. And, and it, it just didn't feel ominous enough for me to feel like it mattered. Like, I'd never felt like anything actually terrible was going to happen, although terrible things obviously happened to the father at first, but I never was in question about any of the characters. I kind of felt
0: like they're all going to find a way to be fine at the end. Really? Um, Sam was a brutal yeah, fucking yeah. maniac. I'm surprised that you didn't think that they were in trouble. Like
1: I didn't. I truly didn't feel like we were going to lose a character. I, I wish we would have, because then I would have been shook, and I probably would have given it like a higher rating. But yeah. um, but I just felt like the the danger there was wasn't wasn't real, um, so and that just might be because I knew what the audience was and I and I felt like you know it was like kind of teeny and uh, but anyway yeah I'll give it a six. Okay. I was not sold by the end of this volume.
0: Sam is my favorite character, by the way. Jr. Oh gosh.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're a sick man. Yeah,
0: he had the best per- scene. pretty
2: perverted. Uh, it's pretty gross. It's spot. like
0: Billy and Stranger Things. It's like he just had the best part of it, you know? That's <laughs> the best character.
2: Sounds like he had the most fun. I think I feel like he always picked the character that has the most fun, and usually that's usually mm-hmm. like the bad guy. Like Joker always has the most fun in all the comic. Batman. Stuff. They do it well enough. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm going to go with a, a 7.5. Um, one thing I do like about is the, there are little hints. I didn't know what they were, but I felt that there was hints here and there, and I was missing out. Um, just because I, I didn't catch them, but I did feel that they were there. The story was, I felt, um, I didn't really get the teen feel. I felt the art made it feel like a teen. You know what I mean? Like a teen book. Um, not necessarily the story. Like, if I was to read it just for, without pictures, I felt like it could be more of a, I guess, you know, adult book. But I do feel the art made it more of that um, but yeah that, a 7.5 is pretty solid for me I think it, it makes me want to read more and that's why I always give higher anytime that something wants me to, to dive, deeper, dive, dive deeper into a story or want more of the story I feel like that deserves a a, um, um, a better rating and so uh, 7.5 seems pretty solid for me
0: yeah. okay well that rounds up to a 7.2 which is a solid craft yeah, um, I think that's a good score. I think that that we can all feel good about that. Maybe besides Zach, um, I don't. I don't know if it has. Are you looking up ratings for the book itself? Zeke? I think you can yep. Google Google yep. Books
2: or something. Okay,
0: we'll see what the the world says or Goodreads. Um, um, did anybody else think that Mom and Echo look like really similar in the comic?
2: to nina mom and echo mm,
0: no i didn't i didn't get that i, I thought they. i thought it was the same person for a little bit it I, does,
2: they are very similar maybe it's a um that's that's like another little thing like could that mean something you know like an image of the lock family because at one
0: point she says echo says your dad at one point would have done anything to make me happy and i'll get you to do that as well and he married that girl and they look very similar so i don't know that's very true
1: well, I feel, like, I feel like that was in reference to Bodhi because I feel like she, like she got Sam to, to serve her and ultimately she got Bodhi to do the same thing. I mean, Bodhi got her the Anywhere key. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of felt like that was like I find little kids and I, you know, basically make them do what I want. And I think that like the dad probably has something similar. I never – that's kind of where I thought that was coming from.
0: That makes more sense. I just I – just, I don't know. It's cool to think about
1: yeah, but it's not as fun. Um, <laughs> exactly. Goodreads is four point one five
0: out of five stars, so yeah. really high. So eight point four, really high, or eight point two. Yeah. Okay, so we're one point below. I think that's that's fine. That's pretty solid. Okay. Well, that's how we feel about Lock and Key, and uh, that's how we feel about Corona. So, uh, you guys want to plug anything before we we sign off here?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll go. So I um was kind of telling the guys this earlier, but uh, I am quarantined. And in this quarantine, I need to find things to uh, take my time. And so one of the things I have decided to do is I have decided to bring Oz back. So I will be reviving Ooh. Oz, the <laughs> website. We have Hop Heroes will be coming back. We have Sleep Easy will be coming back. Um, I will reignite the blog. I will probably post something on it this week uh, along with this episode and Sleep Easy is doing an episode on J Electronica, and so Oz is back, and uh, Oz is here, and um, yeah, I just think that, you know, in, in this time, it's it's really pretty pretty hard for a lot of people, and um, you know, what we can do, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a first-line responder, but I am, you know, a content creator, I'm a writer, and, and I know a lot of people that are the same as me, and I think that what we can do is we can just put stuff out in the in the world that might make you feel something, make you feel happy, uh, make you laugh, uh, kind of like what Jordan was saying earlier. And I think Oz is like a perfect catalyst for that, just putting stuff out there that, that um, makes people feel human instead of just you know despair from what's happening. And so that's what I can do. And so that's what I'm going to bring to the table. Um, and I hope you
0: just follow along in that journey. I like it. That makes me so fucking happy. Fuck yeah. That was always, that was always these <laughs> dream. And we talked about it fucking every weekend when we get blacked out under the stars. And I am so glad that it's coming back. And I think that this is an opportune time. This is not as it's, it's a dire moment for the world and we're all going to get through this. I know we will, but it's an opportune time for creatives. And I think that Zach's going to take full advantage of that. And I'm very fucking excited about that. It's fucking awesome. Um, so Thanks, yeah, follow along. Oz is coming back. Um, as always shout out to action city comics thank you for supporting us please support them um thank you to Butte brand for supporting us and thank you to my boy davis Helgen and weeknights who's got a record coming out and he is doing it with somebody very big and very special which is very cool which we will release later but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you on the reaction episode in a couple weeks see ya peace,
2: peace.